Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Corinth in Your Car. Two-thirds of us out of the normal crew are here. It is Josh and me, Luke, and we are really excited to jump in. Let's do a quick check-in, and of course, we'll get to some of the some of the highlights that are coming up this weekend and uh, all that. But Josh, taking a look at this last week, what has been a highlight for you? Highlight for me was, I know we're going to talk about it more maybe, but the Next Level Conference was great. Um, and I think the highlight wasn't being gone from family. The highlight was being um, getting to come home. Uh, and I mean, my, my kids have always loved when I go and then come home and like that, that sort of thing. But sure. it was fun. Uh, we got in after they were all already asleep. And so they all really showed their personality. Like I woke all of them up and Dominic got up right away, but then went right back to bed without even <laughs> saying anything or talking to me. He's like, why did Naya you is such a up? hard sleeper. It took me about five minutes. I was talking to her. She was answering all the questions and then just not moving. Like, you got to wake up. Yeah. So I was waking her up. And then Rosalie cracked me up. She's the young one that just has the confidence to ask just about anything. Mm-hmm. So. It was like 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night, and I woke her up, and she goes, Daddy, and she gave me a hug, and then she goes, can I skip school? <laughs> Seven years old. I love it. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. So, yeah, so that was a highlight. You woke me up, sure. so can I skip? Did you let her? No. No. Oh, had, poor Rosie. Now, if I wasn't preaching this week, and I didn't have things to do on Wednesday, I probably would have let her. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have been go. like, so, yeah, come on and work with me. Let's so, Rosie, skip. you keep asking that question. You <laughs> yeah. keep at it. Yeah. So, there you go. And then, so I told Sasha about that, and she goes, she's been asking that a lot. Like, she wants to play <laughs> hooky. <laughs> okay. There you How about go. about you? Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, we, we came off a Winter Blast before we went to that conference together, and uh, Winter Blast was awesome, man. Like, Yeah. A couple of baptisms. So much there was fun. one. Couple one, baptisms. Uh, one spontaneous or one like not yeah. planned. One one that we had uh, planned to put together that night. Um, student named Tessa, and one that um had been talked about for a couple of months now. Um, and just kind of, hey, like, I I don't want to keep talking about it for the next couple of months. I I'm just ready to go all yeah, in. Love it. And so that was a student named Shelby. Um, really proud of their small group leaders. Um, so given given Bree and and Lexi and another Lexi and Mariah, a shout out here. The um, types of decisions that we see students make uh, are yes, because of the Lord, but also because of the faithfulness of small group leaders who are just jumping in and, and being mm-hmm. consistent and committed and showing up in their life and, and leading them closer to Jesus. And so um really, really proud of them and really our whole team for, for winter blast. It was a, it was a great, great, great weekend. Lots of fun and um, lots of dancing and potentially hurt leg. Uh, who knows? Has the but swelling yeah. gone down yet? Uh, I put some ice on it last night, and the swelling went down a little bit. But this morning, it kind of popped back up. And so, yeah, so they I'm call it the rice method. So rest, rest ice, compression, ice compression, and elevation. elevation. Yep. Um, so I'm either going to go um, in this afternoon or tomorrow to get an X-ray on it, mm. um, so that I can know whether or not I should be playing disc golf on Saturday in my league. Yeah. <laughs> so, or cheering uh, for the game Sunday on one leg instead of two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But that was winter. Winter blast was just awesome, um, and then rolling right into Sunday morning church, which was great. Um, we we had a great Sunday morning kicking off this series that we're doing, and um, and then man, rolling right into that next level conference. Um, <laughs> Literally rolling all the way there in a in a, a green machine. Green machine. Yeah. Uh, one of the church uh, vans, buses, whatever you want to call it. It's like a hybrid. 
Uh, Zaxby's counted it as a bus, though. I know. They, that was great. You got your food for free. For free so <laughs> the bus driver. That was great. Um, but yeah, I, I had a question down there about Next Level. For those of you that don't know, um, Josh and I and the rest of our staff and some of the wives were able to sneak away to Savannah for um, the Next Level Leadership Conference at Compassion Christian Church. Um, and we were conferencing Monday and Tuesday, traveling Sunday evening. Um, and man, it was just, it was refreshing. It was encouraging. So I've just got a question here for you, Josh, just from the conference. What's one thing that you were encouraged by? Um, well, first, I mean, not even from the conference, but just love being with our staff. I think that's a highlight that we all, um, there was, you know, joking and laughing and just so like laughing so hard too at some stories and just time on the bus van. Uh, and that was great. Um, encouraged by um i think the i mean a lot but just the uh the worship is always fun and then yeah. um a couple of the speakers were just really i mean they were challenging but they were very mm-hmm. encouraging as well um helped us helped us think through some things in some different yeah. ways right yeah i think the way that i was going to phrase it is i was encouraged by the challenge right like you know you go to a, a conference like that and you sure. want new ideas and you want um, you want some confirmation that the steps you're already taking are headed in the right direction. You also want um, maybe some uh, some total game changers that are like, ooh, maybe I wasn't going the right direction and I need to rethink through that. And so just thinking through all of the speakers from the main sessions and a few of the breakout sessions that I went to, like they they provided a lot of uh, of challenge and confirmation. And I'm just encouraged by that, excited to, um, to get things rolling. Um, but like you're saying, man, the, the biggest win for me as as the I think we make the joke all the time, the one extrovert on our ministry team. <laughs> um, the biggest win for me is to get in to hang out with the crew and that was a yeah. ton of fun. Now I say all the time, I'm an introvert that loves people. Yeah. So I will hang out all day long hey, the, and then go sleep really hard. The way that you phrased it at the conference I thought was so good because I'm the opposite in every way. You're a you're a people oriented introvert. Uh-huh. But I am a task oriented extrovert. Uh-huh. Which is just so yeah. odd. I don't know. Yeah. There we go. What a team we make. <laughs> Opposites are needed in, in teams. So, but yeah, Next Level Leadership Conference, um, just so cool to, to be there. Um, we have more weeks coming, though, and uh, mm-hmm. specifically um, this next week. Uh, what are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? Of course, there's a, a big game to watch, but even you can talk about that or even beyond that. Yeah, the game will be fun. Um, I think we've decided to do some... Some chicken wings on the grill, I think. Sweet. I think so. That's going to be the menu. That definitely sounds like a confident decision has been made. I think, I think, I think we've decided. <laughs> so. I would like to do that. Okay, that? there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, that's that's the plan at least. Um, and we haven't decided if the kids, how late they'll stay up. Probably like first quarter or something like that. Okay. Because they got school the next day. Right. And, Super Bowl is a very long game because of all the media. Yeah, it starts at 6.30, but it doesn't seven, get done until 11 or so. $7 million for 30 seconds, I think, is yeah. what the number is. Something like that. So that'll be fun. Um, Friday for our kids is a half day, so that's going to be fun. Cool. So, I mean, eight days from now, but next week. That's part of next week. So um, half day and then. Okay, so the Friday after the Super Bowl. Friday as, after. As people are listening Monday. Yes, people are listening Friday. Monday or Tuesday or whatever. A um, few days from then is a cool. half day. Cool. Um, and then it leads into the winter break. So I'm looking forward to that. Having a little more family time and yeah. um, that'll be, that'll be fun. It's a nice, nice little break about a month and a half into school, kind of take a break and yeah. then restart again. So yeah, I think it's going to be good. 
next week. I'm looking for you. forward to winter break as well coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the calendar. Like I pulled it up because I don't know really what's like. I think after winter blast and after the next level conference and all that sort of stuff, I have entered into one of the natural moments in my yearly calendar that is a little bit less crowded, um, which I'm just really excited about because that means that I'll be able to spend um, more time kind of even coming out of the conference, dreaming and planning and thinking and reading and learning um, before things kind of ramp back up before the summer. So sure. Yeah. That'll be really exciting. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up on 214. And so I'm excited to be at youth group on on Valentine's Day and talking about uh, life eternal. Yeah. In a part of our series with the high school students called Christianity Deconstructed. Yes, so that'll be, be good. Um, PJs and pancakes is, is, that the, what you're, is the theme. That's what you're doing? Yeah, like, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Hey, come on out. PJs and pancakes. Bring your significant other if you have one and uh, shouldn't have one, but bring yeah. them anyway. And uh, You should call it Singles Fest. Singles Fest. No. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Um, a hilarious idea. But, yeah, all of that is exciting. Of course, the the game is exciting as well. And as you are listening, there has been declared another Super Bowl champion. Um, one of us is happy. One of us is learning the lesson again and again that our identity is not wrapped up in a football exactly, team. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. I have a question here um, on the notes that I sent you, and you think it's probably just a question for who you think is going to win, but it's actually. Um, a short little trivia um, game called Kansas City or San Francisco. And so um, it's different questions that you have to decide which is accurate. I think you're going to get the first one pretty easily. Uh, Which franchise, San Fran or KC, has more Super Bowl wins? San Francisco. San Francisco with five five as we speak now. As we speak now. The last one being 94. Correct. And uh, KC, KC, as we speak, could be three. Um, or four. So regardless, well, as we speak, it's two. As sorry, you listen, yeah. it could be three. No, no, no. It's three. I'm sorry. We three run, yeah, yeah, we run Super Bowl four. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it could be four. But either way, if the Chiefs win and the Niners lose on Sunday, still it is true that the Niners have more Super Bowl wins as a franchise. In a lot of years, man. Thirty almost. So yeah. Which uh, which nickname of the city, San Fran or KC, is called the City of Fountains? Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. That's correct. Which city has a population of 815,200, San Fran or Kansas City? I'm going to say Kansas City. It is San Fran. Really? San Fran. Yeah, you would think because it's like maybe a little bit of a bigger it's city. It's so California. hard how they ca- – they, I think Kansas they, City has a bigger areas. like geographical landscape, so it, yeah. it grabs more. So Because uh, – so Atlanta, right. for example, is not a big city by the population. Correct. But, the metro but you add the metro. So that's why, yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, Walt Disney was born in which city, San Fran or Kansas City? Kansas City. It is true. Yeah. He was born in Kansas City. I've actually um, listened to his uh, yeah. biography. The teenagers, when we were playing this with the high schoolers last night, they got mad at that one. They were like, but like Disneyland is in California, so it had to be San Fran. I'm like, well, no, people can move. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, which city was founded first, San Fran or Kansas City? Um, I mean, it seems like it would be Kansas City. It would because, seem like it. Uh, but I'm guessing with the gold rush of 1849, that's why San well, Francisco would be first. So so it's interesting. And I, this is what the answer says. And I need to look into the history of this. Um, it, the city that was founded first was actually San Fran. And the date that they've attached to this is 1776. 
Oh wow! Um, which is the same same year our nation year our nation was founded. Wow. So interesting. Um, that that was interesting. Okay, Interstate eighty runs through which city? San Fran or KC? Uh, I eighty. It's got to be north. So San Francisco. That is correct. Yeah. Look at you. Seventy losing seventy goes seventy goes through Kansas City because we drive Interstate seventy. Yeah. To yep. get there. Yep. To Topeka. So. All right. This one is larger stadium seating capacity: San Fran or Kansas City. I think Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. That's correct. All right. This one's a little sad. Which city had more homicides in 2023, San Fran or Kansas City? Uh, San Fran. Uh, Kansas City by a lot, actually. 182 to 54. Um, I think it's because Kansas City started getting water burgers and people just started murdering those burgers. Right? Or the same reason for the population, just a bigger actual area, yeah. perhaps. Which, uh, which city or which team had scored the most points this regular season? Who who scored more this who season? Who scored more points this season? The 49ers. 49ers, 491 points to 371 points. Mm-hmm. And 49ers had a killer offense all season. All right, last one. Uh, who has hosted more Taylor Swift concerts, the city of San Francisco or the city of Kansas City? Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City is correct at 5-2-3. So we have that battle, and uh, Kansas City won some. <laughs> San Francisco won others. Uh, but the real battle matters this Sunday. So, Josh, good luck to you. Thank you. Um, you and uh, we will have some fun with that. All right. Uh, let's jump into our, our sermon today. We were in part two of our current series called Living Life Backward. Um, it's a kind of a, a look at the book of Ecclesiastes, um, which is kind of a heavy book, um, but a really, really good one nonetheless. Full, if you find it, full of a lot of hope and just a, a, maybe some principles to just living a better and more full life. And so um, yesterday you talked about work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple of fun questions to jump into this crazy idea. You shared a little bit about being a grocery cart pusher at Sam's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What other types of jobs have you had, man? So Sam's Club was my first, and I was a cart pusher. But then within Sam's, uh, I was a cashier. I also worked in the freezer cooler. I worked, again, as a cart pusher. And then later, I worked at Olive Garden as a busser. I worked in the learning center at Ozark okay. as a, like a tutor. A tutor right. um, I was an RA in the dorms. Okay. And then I came here. I think you're missing one. That, uh, did, oh, the iTwitch? The iTwitch. I, I know I was a server. Yeah, you were yes, a server. I, I'm trying to block that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to get to yeah. that one because I think this is the most entertaining one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was a server for about, I don't know, a month or something. And I was not trained super well. It's not also my best, like, lead, uh, with my personality and whatnot. Sure. And I just was not good at it. Um, yeah, I, I developed an iTwitch, a real iTwitch. And it went away about three weeks after... I was, quote, taken off the schedule. Yeah. So I wasn't fired. The nicest way to say. I just showed just, up just and my name working. wasn't there. It wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's okay. And yeah. I'm trying to think, like, uh, I didn't really have a lot of, um, pretty much the only time I had a job that wasn't um, connected to a church or to a Bible college was, uh, was for a soccer club um, or for refing. So I did some yeah. refereeing yeah. and... Uh, I ref for um, a little bit, uh, a little tiny bit, yeah. Yeah, and I did some some coaching for for my soccer club back home in San Antonio. But apart from that, when I was in high school, I was working um, for for my home church a little bit, and uh, and spent almost four years doing admission stuff in the um, in the good old days back at Ozark. So mm. it's fun stuff, all fun stuff. And now, of course, 
ministry and CLC. Yeah. It's all yeah. all a blast. And um, so work work is fun. Um, and I lost where I was on my uh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's here's the question. Uh, any crazy stories from pushing carts at Sam's? I mean, like you're in the parking lot. Got to see a ton of people. See a lot of people. Uh, you work with some some crazy people too. Sometimes you know, just who knows? Like there was <laughs> there was one guy who. Um, I don't know why he called it this, but he kept calling a helicopter a helicopter, <laughs> a helicopter, and he was like he was old enough to know that it's not a helicopter. Not, yeah. I mean, he was like an adult, you know, right. father. I think even yeah. it's like, and he was saying it. Was he doing it on purpose? Or? No, like he was just mispronouncing yeah. it. So he's not like one of those guys who's like, no, it's a it's a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So so there's that. Um. I talked about it in sermon, but just some of the weird, probably the weirdest part about cart pushing is just the things you find in the carts, Yeah, you know, so people would leave full All sorts of stuff, full diapers. Yeah. yeah. They just throw them in there. Um, or nice. I think the grossest thing was the, you know, 20 ounce bottle of, um, tobacco spit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, anyway, that's disgusting. But you <laughs> you had a note here overall. You loved it. You overall, loved it, I loved yeah. it because the employee stock purchase plan was I started that really young and for years and never missed that money from my paycheck. And then when it was time to propose, just instantly had all the money I needed. There you go. The ring. Nice. So, Look at that. You yeah. Before you even knew Sasha, you were making investments exactly. in your marriage. Exactly. So thank you, what, Sam's. What a time to be alive. Sam's Club. Uh, Sam's Club bought fifteen percent of that wedding ring. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love Matched it. it. <laughs> I love it. So this is good stuff. We're we're jumping into some work. You you talked to us a little bit about how um, construction workers are the happiest in America. And you that was one study I found yeah, that was kind of interesting. interesting. Um, Denmark uh, said to have the happiest country when it comes to work. A hundred percent sick leave paid for thirty days per year. It's pretty yeah, cool. How about that? Um, but just overall. The conversation that we kind of have around work sometimes in in our context is usually work is a drain. Um, you sit down with a small group and and you begin to ask, hey, hey, what's going on? How can we pray? What's what's draining? And it's work, work, work. Gotta go, gotta yeah. go, gotta go. Work, work, work. <laughs> hardly, busy, busy. hardly any any time does someone like, man, I cannot wait to get back to work on Monday. Right. It's like the the alarm goes off and you snooze. Yeah. It. Right. Exactly. And so and um, that's kind of the intro into the conversation today. And it's just like. What exactly are we supposed to think about work? And I, I think that you started really um, by labeling two different traps uh, that Ecclesiastes lays out in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4, um, which is written, it says, And I saw that all toil and all, here's a keyword, achievement, spring mm -hmm. from one yep. person's keyword, envy of yep. another. Yep. Right? And so I think w w what you're kind of... Um, introing here for, for work is that it becomes a chasing after the wind whenever it's all about achievement or whenever envy can kind of sneak in. Those are two traps to work that kind of create a negative context in our mind around it and cause us to snooze rather than to put two feet on the ground excited and ready. Um, so let's jump into those two traps. How does, how does working for achievement just set us up to fail? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess on, on both sides, on the positive side, if you're trying to get achieve, 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 then... Um, it is a chasing after the wind because you can never reach the top. Um, there's always going to be something else you could do um, in some way that you're not going to measure up. But if it's kind of the negative side, you have someone who's always better than you. There's always going to be somebody better than you. And so if you're playing the comparison game um, and just looking at what you have, like there's <laughs> there's always going to be some way you're a failure. Right. So that's definitely setting you, setting your yourself up for 
failure yeah. and it, you've made it into an identity, your, your work. Yeah. So I was just thinking about a student, right? Like, and yeah. some, some students wrap their identity around the, the grades and achievements. And, you know, for some, they're going to end up graduating with a 4.78 GPA, which I don't even know how that works anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, uh, but they're yeah. going to graduate top of their class, but, and maybe feel really um, like they've accomplished something there. And sure they have, mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, they're one of many that graduated the top of their class. And now they have to give a speech at graduation and they might just stink at that speech. Right. <laughs> and now there's another responsibility of more to achieve. And, and no matter where you go, there's going to be another school with another graduation somewhere where somebody gave a speech that was better. Yeah. And, you know, somebody got a scholarship that was more and somebody went to a school that was a little bit better. And it's like, we, we search and we search and we search for these, um, you know, hopes or meanings that really end up leaving us chasing mm -hmm. and something that we can never really catch. And so there's a little bit of a danger in even for a student um, mm -hmm. with this working for achievement. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to give a little bit of a disclaimer um, just to make sure whenever we say work, like the primary thought is usually like a nine to five, right? Like 40 right. hours a week or whatever. But really, we need to just apply that to wherever we are. Sure. So uh, a stay-at-home parent is not someone who's not working. Right. There's definitely a job to do. Yeah. And you can find your identity in that too much as well. Right. Um, you could be envious of someone else. Uh, you could achieve in that and just get it out of whack. So a student, a stay-at-home parent, um, someone who's retired, yeah, they're right. still like we need to kind of apply this to wherever we are. Not just the nine to five, but um, yeah, I don't want to rip it out of context, but I th think of Colossians chapter three and um, 17, right? Like mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you, you do, do, whether in work or deed, do it all for the glory of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever season of life you're in, yeah. student, full time, stay at home, retired, all that sort all of stuff. Yep. And you're, you're not in that season of life just to chase achievement. Right. You're in that season of life for something different and something better. And so I think achievement is definitely one of those first traps uh, in regards to work that, that the teacher, preacher, um, talks about in Ecclesiastes. The second one he brings up and that you brought up this uh, Sunday was envy. Um, and so here's just kind of the question uh, that I have here. How, how does envy kind of sneak in and hurt us in the context of, of our work? I mean, I think it's really easy to, to, to look at and see, like, what we don't have, you know? Um, I was at FCA yesterday and there's like 80 fifth graders and it's a lot of, yeah, lot that's of energy. a lot of fifth graders. Yeah. That's awesome. But the, yeah. So the little um, devotion I gave was from the book of James chapter one, verse 17 and said, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And I said, I like, I don't know about you guys, but far too often I can kind of be negative and look at what I don't have, but we're going to practice right now and see what we do have. Right. And so we went through the whole alphabet and just named something that started with every letter that like is a good, good gift that God gave us. Yeah. And, and I think with envy, it's so easy. I mean, it's, I think it's scientifically been proven. The grass is actually greener on the other side. Yeah. Like, truly because the angle you see it does look greener. Yeah. It's not because it is greener. Um, it's because right. it looks greener from that perspective. And, right. and that's just true in life. It, it always seems like, you know, your sister can vacation more than you can, or your friend has the better truck than you do, or um, somebody else's family is better behaved, you know, than your kids. And you sure. can just point out all the things that you don't have. And it's a, it's, it's a trap because then we start 
working um, to, to get to what someone else has rather than right. working um, to accomplish the mission that God has put us in that role for. Right. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I, I just scribbled down here, like, you know, uh, for achievement, for envy, like these these two things, I mean, I'm talking about how I really haven't had any other, you know, work ap- apart from church and Bible college and all that sort of stuff. And so ministry is really what I know. Mm-hmm. But even that sneaks into ministry too, yep. as a as a career, and it's like achievement. Well, um, how many people am I going to preach in front of one day? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. y- y- how many, you know, people are going to come to know Jesus because of the environment that I lead, or uh-huh. um, the envy? Like, you know, oh, that guy's so talented. Like, oh, the way that he communicates and preaches. Like, I wish I, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah. even in ministry, it becomes kind of. You, you can sometimes get distracted from the people that are literally right in front of you waiting to be ministered to because you're too focused on, oh, I wish that I could be better at this or I want to do this a little bit better. And there's nothing wrong with growing, no doubt. But if that's what you're chasing, then you're chasing the wind. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what what are some other ways that, you know, whether it be achievement or envy, kind of practically sneak in for people um, no matter what kind of career that they have? Do you have some thoughts about that? Um. I mean, I think you kind of hit some of it earlier with students and how, um, I mean, I'm, I'm raising kids too, and I have to watch out that the way I talk to my children about, I mean, even already, Naya's a fourth grader and you know, she's not super old uh, yet, but even there's homework there already, you know, fourth yeah. grade, second grade for Dominic. And um, we have to be careful as parents. We're not putting too much pressure to achieve a certain grade for their love. I think that right. we can do that easily. Um, I think, too, about things like Christmas or birthdays um, for a parent. It can be easy to try to outdo the other ones right. and give your kids a better experience or for the kids to want um, something just because someone else has it. Yeah. With Envy, I mean, how many people actually wanted a Stanley Cup six months ago? Uh, only the people who created Stanley. Right. And then now it's one. there. Oh, I saw it. I need that. Right. Yep. And it's not to bash Stanley. It, it fits in my cup holder in my car, and it holds right. 44 ounces of water. That, But we were just yeah. – so uh, about a month ago, I was joking with uh, somebody here, you know, behind the scenes kind of tech crew. And he was he was going, man, how many cup phases are there going to be? Cause oh, goes, my goodness. It was the Turvis Tumbler, and then it was the Yeti Cup, mm-hmm. and then it was the – and once again, not to bash it all, but there's just always – there's always something next. Right. And there will be something – after the Stanley Cup, right? Um, that is going to be envious. It's yeah. going to get our envy. So. It's going to fit in your car cup holder, and <laughs> it's going to have a straw option uh-huh. and a diffusing option <laughs> and all sorts of different things. It's going to be an 80-ounce cup. 80-ounce cup. <laughs> that fits in your yeah. cup holder. Golly. Just like the <laughs> iPhone kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. the, so the cup is. And, so it and got you know, smaller. The iPhone is another great example, too, uh-huh. right? Like, Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's iPhone 10, and then a year later, iPhone 11. And do you uh-huh. need a new phone? No, your phone still runs fine. Uh-huh. But yeah. iPhone 11 came out. Mm-hmm. iPhone, so you get the iPhone 11. Oh, ooh, iPhone 11 Pro Max. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I know I don't, like, my phone yeah. still works fine. I, I may have dropped it one time, so it has a little crack on uh-huh. it. But yeah. rather than just kind of live with that, I, oh, yeah, got to get, you know, the new one. And we're always chasing and chasing and chasing. Um, and in order to... You know, in order to acquire those things, you have to have money. And here's a little secret to life. If you haven't learned it, in order to have money, you have to work. 
right? Like yeah. you have to, you have to work, but it gets to the point to where we're putting in hours that aren't worth it. And really I'll even add, throw this in the conversation is once you, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? Yeah, so sure. you, you say yes to, I want to buy the new truck. And so you increase your work hours from 40 to 50 to 60 hours. Yeah. You're saying yes to that. What are you saying no to? time with your family um and that's can become more detrimental than driving even, the 06 truck that you have you know yeah let's let's even say that you don't have to work more hours to to um to buy it maybe you have the money i remember uh john mark comer using this illustration it was a real life for him he bought a motorcycle okay and it wasn't even that like he didn't have the money and he had to finance it and all that stuff like he just bought it but then he's like well what do you do with a motorcycle you have to ride it yeah and so the time is what I'm getting at. Like there, yeah, you, sometimes you buy something and it's just the time that you got to spend to, to use it. Right. You're saying no to other opportunities. So yeah. once again, not that they're automatically good or bad or, or right. whatever, it's just a reality of life that yeah. sometimes envy um, can sneak in there. Yeah. For, for, for our work. So work as the preacher teacher um, of Ecclesiastes writes, it's, it really is just another chasing after the wind, um, which now includes like, and he said this about work and as Adam shared in week one, he's now said this about pleasure and, um, about, uh, what else about, um, well, there was achievement, achievement, um, right. what Adam said last week was education, education. You know? That's right. So there was the achievement, there was education for pleasure uh, and now work. Right. Yeah. So all of these things chasing after the wind, the good news is, and we'll get to the good news now is there is a better way to go about it and to think about work. Um, and that's whenever you started to get into your application. And the first point is just that work is good. And that yeah. might be some news to some people that work, <laughs> work is actually good. Like no matter yeah. what it is, work uh -huh. is really, really good. And so, um, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 22 says, so I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work yeah. because that is their lot. And you read the Bible and you're like, enjoy enjoy your work what are you talking about yeah but you go back to creation and yeah. this is what i want you to walk us through because yeah. this is one thing that i i am super super glad you got to talk to us about work in genesis chapter one two and three yeah so uh genesis one is creation uh god creates the whole the whole world and ends with and calls it all good and then calls yeah. uh man very good man and woman um and it's not good that they're alone but then chapter two um god makes a, a garden of eden and then verse 15, the Lord took the man, put him in the garden to work it, to take mm -hmm. care of it. So the, the first occupation was landscaping. Yeah, there you go. So um, that's the world's oldest occupation. And then it wasn't until chapter three when sin came in. And that's when it said, cursed is the ground because of this. So we were always supposed to work the ground. Mm -hmm. but the sweat came because of sin. Yeah. The, the thorns came because of, of sin. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sin shattered uh, the work. And kind of twisted the goodness out of it. Yeah. And so now we do have the envy and the struggle and the achievement and all that stuff. But um, originally, yeah, work is work is good. And yeah. I'm, I'm certainly grateful. I didn't necessarily write this down in the sermon. We'll see if it makes it in by Sunday. but um, Or if this is just bonus content here. But I am personally glad that since work preceded um, sin, mm -hmm. That work will outlast sin as well. Absolutely. And there will be work in heaven. Absolutely. And I'm grateful that heaven is not just sitting around on a cloud wearing a towel, playing a harp, <laughs> a towel, playing or a, a, harp. a big toga or something, yeah. you know, like yeah. that doesn't sound fun. Right. 
I like listening to harp music, yeah. but not for eternity. Not for eternity. That was you know, a question, a question that I actually got asked by a student recently um, mm -hmm. because they're, what you're describing can sometimes be a stereotypical description of heaven. And we were yeah. kind of talking about this and, um, you know, he's, he's saying, this is kind of what I've always heard heaven is like. And, and he just straight up asked the question or just made the statement. That sounds kind of boring to me. Yeah. And sure. so why would I want to go there? And uh -huh. so I got the opportunity to just be like, no, 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 no. You got to think bigger and broader and better. There's going to be so much fun to be had living in the presence of God, the way that he designed for us to live. And, um, work is a part of that, I think. So, yeah, and I think to drill down a little bit more on just what kind of work, the fifth word in the Bible is created. Yeah. Like God created in the beginning, God, well, fifth word in our English, I don't know which one it is in Hebrew. We'd have right. to go back and look, I guess. Yeah. But pretty early on, this creative narrative is in there. And then Ephesians 2.10, like we are created by the creator to be creators. Mm -hmm. and so work is is fun yeah. when you're creating things that you really love when you're an artist painting a picture and yeah. you're in your zone yeah. when you're a woodworker building a project and that's like you joyfully have sawdust all over you right when you're you know whatever it is apply it to whatever um when you're creating what god has just designed you to do like mm -hmm. there is some um it's just fun yeah and so yeah an uh, in, in eternity of work Without sweat, sounds awesome. You know, yes. Without pain. Without struggle. Sounds awesome. Without yeah. um, the temptation to chase. You know. Without it's... without splinters. Without broken bones. Yeah. Without blood. Like uh, this is just great. Yeah. Yeah. With an unlimited supply of uh, cedar. Yeah. To build and, and then know. lumber lumber that's not overpriced. Right. <laughs> and uh, all of the Dewalt tools at your <laughs> at your right. hand. You know, like. God, yep. God's whatever got your brand, some really whatever cool your brand stuff, is, like, you can get right. whatever brand you want. And I don't, I don't think like th there are two things that I'm thinking about right now for our people. Like there might be some who are like, well, that's awesome, but I'm not creative. And I just got to stop you right there and say, well, yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. You just might not be artsy, but you're creative. And all of, all of us are creative in, in a very different type of way. Uh, but then the second thing too is uh, gone from my head. And so <laughs> it doesn't matter, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just like work, work is really, really cool and fun. And that's why you're saying that work is good. Work was God's idea. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. God's idea that you would go work. So, yeah, so next even, time you wake up and you're like, oh man, I got to go to work. Take it up with God, <laughs> you know, like seriously. Yeah. So even, even though part of work now is broken, we have to remember that there is good in it because, you know, through the work now, good things happen. And right. there's, obviously there's the caveat that Satan has twisted work. And there is some work out there that has been twisted that is just pure evil at right. its core. Though work is good, and so we we create things like uh, medicine that saves people, or cars mm -hmm. that drive people, or uh, music that is enjoyable, or art that's beautiful. We create all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And laziness, I have this written down, is a way of hating your neighbor. I thought that was a really great line. I mean, yeah, you know, if if the great commandment says love God and love others. And we're lazy and we won't work. The New, New Testament at one point says, whoever doesn't work shouldn't eat. That's right. What Paul said. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, laziness is a way of hating your neighbor. Yeah. I love it. Work is work is good. Um, but then point number two, work is not everything. Um, and I think that sometimes we can live in this world. Um, we're working 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year for 40 years. That's 80,000 hours. 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. And, that's a lot of work. And that's, I think I would say. That's on the that's, low end. That's on the low end, minimum. Many of us are putting in more than 40. and Hours for more than 40 more, years. More than 40 hours for more than 40 years, uh-huh. for sure. And so it's it's getting up there. The largest section of our waking hours is most likely spent at work. And so we've got to remind ourselves that, yeah, that work is good whenever you think about how God created us to do that. But it is it is not everything. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6, the uh, the preacher writes, better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the, there it is again, mm-hmm. hevel, wind. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul says something similar. You told us, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands. So yeah. work, yeah, but don't make your work everything. And yeah, I it's think just that's putting huge. it in perspective. And I was, I was thinking this morning, better one handful with tranquility. Is this like the... The original, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. <laughs> it could be. You know, yeah, that's it where it comes be. from. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. So let's ask this question just about this one little thing. Work is not everything. What's kind of the danger of treating work as everything? Well, I, I think it goes back to, you know, this This probably is the, the big reaction to kind of how the sermon was set up of either ambition or, or achievement, I guess, or um, envy. Mm-hmm. This is when work becomes everything is because we're trying to achieve, 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 or we're envious that we don't have the money, the experiences, whatever that we want to have. So, so we end up working longer hours, but we've all seen, um, and ho- maybe we've even lived this, where we've worked, uh, we've worked longer hours, but then our kids didn't see us. We right. could buy them a car, but don't have a relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, another example, you got the corner office, but lost your integrity. Yeah. Uh, that that sort of stuff. And as you said earlier, every time we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. And so obviously there's, um, there's situations out there where people are in drastic situations. You know, mm-hmm. they're in hard situations. And so um, working two jobs is an absolutely a necessity. There's, yeah. a, there's a single mom or a single dad, and there's just – there's not enough um, money to do what is absolutely needed. And Mm -hmm. so obviously that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Um, And we all know people who have just worked their tail off to make a future for their children that um, they wouldn't have had unless they worked the two jobs. That's admirable. Admirable props to that for sure. Um, But I think the temptation is still there to make work uh, everything. And because our identity is so often tied in, tied into it. Yeah. um, So, yeah. That's what I got right now. No, I, I think I think that that's really good, and it kind of leads into our last uh, your last point, which is just like work is good. It's not everything, but what if we were to change our our perspective of work mm-hmm. and to actually view it as an assignment rather than a job? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what you what you've encouraged us with is just your work is an assignment, not a job. And so I love the examples that you gave from real life people who who call our church home of. Um, you know, Brandon and Gerald and Jamie and Adam and, and maybe even some others just about how they're taking what they do in the in the workforce and they and they work hard. And but also at the same time, they're looking for opportunities to just be the light of Jesus in the in the place that they find themselves. And so I want to play a little game where we get to be a little bit creative and just <laughs> ask, a, fun, ask yeah. some questions. Right. Like so. So for someone listening, maybe they have a different job than what you shared uh, yesterday, or maybe they're kind of thinking through like, how can I shift my perspective on job to assignment? So the first one, I don't know that anybody who listens to this is actually does this for a living, but let's just play the game, right? Like, so I'm a taxi driver. 
Well, there's Uber. And there's, yeah, yeah. I Uber or I DoorDash. I knew how I is somebody that, that was an Uber driver. How is that a work assignment? Like, or how is that work an assignment from God? Yeah, I mean, just think about how many people are are being brought to you, and how providential it may be that that person at that time um, selected you as their as their driver, and so. Right. Um, obviously, you don't want to just wear them out and ask them questions when they really don't want to talk. But you have a, right. a captive audience, and you can ask uh, great questions. Um, and probably like a lot of these, um, maybe there is even an opportunity where someone's hurting or someone's struggling. And mm-hmm. you can say, man, I don't know. This may be weird, but I, is there something I can pray for you about? Because right. I'm driving all day long, and I'd love to pray while yeah. I drive. Yeah, so absolutely. That's idea that was exactly the thought that I had. It's just like. You know, hey, man, we got like two minutes left in our drive before your uh-huh. destination. I, I I don't know if you do, but I love God and I love talking to him. Is there anything I can lift you up about? Uh-huh. Just let me know. And when I drop you off, I'm just going to I'm going to pray, you know, whenever you leave. And, and I think that that's a really, really cool way to turn. OK, I got to get up. I got to go open up my car. I got to log into the app and see who needs a ride and and all that sort of stuff. Now it's oh, man, I get to interact with a person who might need yeah. the hope of Jesus. Yep. And. Um, praise the Lord for that. Okay, I'm a fast food worker, um, probably at Chick-fil-A or Whataburger or whatever. Um, how is work an assignment there? I mean, I don't know how many good experiences you have with fast food outside of those two places that you named. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of bad experiences because people are just grumpy to be there. So, I mean, go above and beyond. And if you're not in Chick-fil-A, like, say things like, my pleasure. If you're right. not there, like... You know, go clean up the food and just go to the next level to make their right. their guest service experience something they really, really like. Yeah. That would be a tangible thing. Yeah. How about um, you? What do you think? Um, I, I keep thinking about um, the last time Tristan and I sat at Chick-fil-A. Um, and I know Chick-fil-A is kind of a, in a world of its own in regards to the fast food industry, usually has better service, kind of the Christian yeah. uh, principles and all that sort of stuff. But still. Um, Tristan and I went after the gym for, for lunch, we were gra- grabbing a salad and, uh, we don't like to mess around with the drive through uh, really at any places anymore. And so we either just go in to pick it up and get right. a car or we yep. just sit down and eat it. And we sat down to eat it that day and grabbed hands across the table and prayed. And when we were done saying amen, one of the dining workers, who was refreshing drinks and, and cleaning up and all that sort of stuff. He just walked over and he's like, God bless you guys. Like this, watching you and other people do that every day is why, why I like to come in and and do stuff like that. And so even, even for him, like he, this, this is a man who, you know, I don't want to stereotype or anything, but like, this is a man who's older. Um, I would assume about his life that he's already worked, put a lot of work in at other places and probably doesn't (laughs) need the Chick-fil-A job, Yeah, but he loves to go every day because he gets to interact with people Mm -hmm. and, you know, so fast food worker like you get to interact with people sometimes people who are mad mm-hmm. and you get to be as best as you can the patient and joyful person yeah. who who about, interacts with them how about this a fast food worker um probably for the most part are uh young people yeah. who like it or not stereotypically right now are bad at working <laughs> like yeah showing up and what i mean by that is it's not how it used to like there was expectations where you'd show up early and stay late and you wouldn't be checking a phone during when you're supposed to be working like right. yeah, on a break or lunch or whatever. But, um, how about just be the best employee your boss has ever had yeah. 
at a Absolutely. fast food place because that's not really expected to be right. above and beyond at a fast food place. But yeah. yeah, do that for your boss and you will have you will definitely have opportunities to to talk about why why do you, you work, work like, like this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, I'm a student. I'm a student. I'm a fifth grader, seventh grader, yeah. eighth grader. How is work and assignment? Uh, so this is, I, I challenge the CLC students with this all the time um, because inevitably there are teachers at youth that they do not like, and so I just say, yeah. hey, you don't have to like them, but you do need to respect them. And I want to ask you one thing: Are they humans? Like, well, I think so. <laughs> they are. They're humans. They are. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, they might seem like a robot, but they're anyway. They're humans. And could it be true that perhaps that morning was a really tough morning, yeah. or in their life maybe there was a cancer diagnosis, or there's a divorce that's brewing, or they don't know what the heck is going on with their kid, and they're just stressed to the max. And so maybe, you know, the way you felt like they treated you, and maybe they did. Maybe it's not about you. Right. Maybe it's about something else going on. And so I'm, I'm trying to help them flip the script and say, yeah. how can you bless them as your teacher, even if you don't like them? Yeah. I love it. Let's go to another one. I, I own a business. I own my own business. Um, how is work and assignment? Yeah, I think uh, a lot, kind of like the fast food, just make it the best place to work. Yeah. Um, as a Christian business owner, you yeah. have an opportunity to really bless people. And once again, ask, they'll ask why. Um, yeah. So make it fun, compensate people well, uh -huh. uh, all that stuff. Yeah. I do construction. How is work and assignment? Man, construction. You uh, do what Jesus did, first of all. You're there doing you what Jesus did, building things. Yeah, excellent. Um, you're with people all day long. And that's, yeah. that's really um, partly why people, that survey, that one survey at least, was talking about how construction was perhaps one of the most happy places to work is because you're with people. Yeah. And you're not working from home 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. and. You know, maybe you like that, but God has created us for, for connection. And I think that there's just opportunities to, I mean, talk all day long. You hear people's stories and you just ask question after question after question. And um, when the time is right, you know, you make an invite. You yeah. ask to pray. Um, God might have put that person in your, in your life to do just that. You're one. Yep. So. Love it. And last one that I've got written down, I'm a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad. How is uh I was working assignment. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said this quote, um, but they said perhaps your greatest kingdom um, impact will not be, it'll be the person you raise. Yeah. You know? Um, and so the, the example that was used a, a lot uh, was like, you know, Billy Graham's mom. Like, mm -hmm. Nobody really knows what she did, but she raised, you know, she was yeah. a big part of raising him. Well, I mean, yeah. go to the New Testament. You got Timothy, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul, Paul well, says to Timothy, praise God for your mom and your grandma who taught you these things, right? So it's, it is yeah. super cool. So work is an assignment um, in that way that you are, are literally, you think about creating. God is a creator. Uh -huh. You have, first of all, <laughs> created a being. Yep. And then you are creating a future. Yeah. And that is, man, that's a humbling thing for me as a dad to think the words that I say and how I say them and the time I spend with my kids are creating futures. Yeah. Like I'm creating something every day. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. I love that. Ecclesiastes chapter four, uh, verses 15 through, uh, 17 is kind of one of the, sorry, um, wrong verse. I'm at the wrong part. Uh, yeah, Ecclesiastes right. chapter three, um, verses 12 through 14. And to kind of wrap this up, it says, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. 
that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil, their work. Mm-hmm. This is the gift of God. Yeah. I know that everything God does will endure forever. And so the encouragement that you gave this yesterday, the bottom line is like your work in Christ is going to last forever. You're creating a future. Oh, you are. For some people, that future is their eternity forever. And it's the only work that's going to last forever. The only work that is going to last forever. Oh. Um, and so um, your challenge was just to make one not two, not three. Just make it simple. One kingdom investment at work this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, I'm sure you gave out ideas. One of them being yeah. just could be with your one. Like, right? Like, maybe you have a one. You're praying for your one. Someone who's lost, doesn't know Jesus, and you just so happen to work with or alongside your one. Um, maybe the one kingdom investment that you're going to make this week is to buy their lunch. Yeah, um, buy their lunch. And to use that as an opportunity to ask them, hey, how can I pray for you? Um, yeah. Something along those lines. So Years, years ago, one of my... Um, proudest moments uh just of someone else there was a student in clc um, and she decided that she was going to write a note of encouragement to every student at youth middle school wow and she did and she put it in their lockers somehow um and so obviously that's huge that is awesome so i'm not asking you to write a note to every single person at your job maybe there's that'd be easier than every student at youth middle school probably yeah unless you work at amazon or something you work for kroger Yeah. (laughs) yeah um Anyway, but maybe there's just one. There's one, maybe one note you could write. If you're, I'm thinking as a student, like maybe there's a note you could write to a teacher just to encourage them. Right. Um, if it's at home, you could sneak a note in the lunchbox of your kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go above and beyond. All, all, all kinds of ideas. Yeah. So. I love it. Um, good stuff. Work is fun. Yeah. It's not everything. <clears throat> and uh, we need to start viewing it as an assignment from the Lord. And yeah. And, hey, brief uh, brief commercial on yeah. Right Now Media. There is a whole series called Work as Worship. Yeah. It's... Um, so some of the content for, for, for the sermon came from that. It's a woman named Nona Jones who works high up in Facebook. I guess they're called Meta now. Yeah. But anyway, um, she's a very outspoken Christian. I mean, she even knows like mark zuckerberg and Mm -hmm. the high ups in facebook world um but is very outspoken christian and has a great kind of series for those who are in the marketplace how to view your job as an assignment i mean that's that's where the language came from so i stole it from nona but um anyway yeah right now media work as worship work as worship love it workship (laughs) <laughs> um, hey, let's wrap up with something fun. Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday as the audience is listening. The NFL season is officially over, and the joke we keep making is that one of us is happy and one of us is not. Uh, so let's do some NFL sports trivia. Um, these are all associated with the teams or franchises, so you don't really need to know players or positions for this, just just the teams. First question, Josh, can you name all four of the NFL teams that have a star in their logo? Oh, <clears throat> well, the Cowboys, yes. the Texans, yes. Um, isn't there a is there a star on the Ravens flag or something? No, there is not. The Ravens do not yeah. have a star. They have that crest with a lot of things. Uh-huh. They have a cre- the crest. Um, I saw this question a while back, and then now I forgot it. Of course, um, what are the two other stars? The uh, two other stars. Some people say the Steelers, but those aren't really stars in their in their logo. Uh-huh. The other two are the Patriots. Oh yeah, and the Titans. The Titans have yes. stars in their logo. Yeah, that one. The Titans one would have been the one that threw me off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Cowboys and Texans for sure. I mean, Lone Star State. Yeah. Easy stuff. Um. Okay. Can you name all two NFL teams <laughs> with a football in their logo? Oh. Two teams have a football in their logo. I can't name them. 
No, not at all. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. I can't just give you the answers right away. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. No, I don't. Okay, so the two teams. Do you know? I do. Without without knowing, yeah, because I've seen it recently, um, but okay. that, I wouldn't have been able to. I, I would have been able to get it if I took thirty minutes on the question. Um, sure, yeah. but it is it is the Jets, okay, and it is the Bucks. Believe it or not, huh? Okay, yeah, what, yeah. yeah the Bucks, the Bucks wouldn't you wouldn't think would be one. Apparently, pirates pirates with carried around footballs. Yeah, okay. Um, can you name every team? Uh, that has a name in their logo. There are three of them. So the, their their name inside of their logo. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, are the Jets? The Jets are, again, one of them, yes. Okay, and there's how many? There's three? two more. So you've so got three one. three total? Yep. Okay. I mean, the 49ers have... Oh, you're talking... No, the, talking like the name spelled out. Okay kind of spelled out kind of but not really <laughs> but only letters correct okay um no i can't name the other two can't name them okay let me give you some hints so that i'm not just giving you the answers the whole time we're doing this <laughs> um afc west is one of them i mean so the chargers no chargers are just the lightning bolt oh yeah that's the bolt dude i'm bad at this uh, these know. are hard questions it's the raiders Okay. The Raiders have their name spelled out actually in it, and then the other one is a uh, um, uh, uh, steel curtain. Oh, the Steelers. Steelers. The you know Steelers what I do it. love about the Steelers, and I believe the Browns. I don't know. They don't have cheerleaders. Yeah. They just have like a band or the marching band. The Ravens. Right. I the Ravens think, have a band. I think are the same okay. way. The band. Yeah. I, I do like that as well. Um, okay. Um, can you name every NFL team that is a bird? Oh yeah. Well, the 49ers played all of them, it seems like. Yeah, I think they did so, this year. So there's the Cardinals, okay. the Seahawks, okay. the Ravens, yep. and the – did I say Cardinals? Cardinals? Cardinals. Cardinals, Seahawks, Ravens, and um, oh, else the, the Eagles. Okay, you're missing one. I'm missing one. So they didn't play the other bird team, I guess. But um, Who's the other? Oh, the Falcons. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say they didn't. They didn't play. The it's Falcons a little closer to home than you think it is. This answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they did play. So they played them all in a row. They yeah. played like it was the Seahawks, the Seahawks yeah. twice, and the Eagles in the middle, <laughs> and then the Ravens. Just like four or five weeks in a row of birds. Just birds. Yep. But the Gold Miners got some birds. They're, they're, they they'll be all right. They beat all of them except the Ravens. So. There you go. All right. There are four NFL teams that share a name. With another team from a different pro league in America, whether that be MLB, NBA, or NHL, oh. which four okay. teams Giants. are Giants? The Giants is correct. That would be New York Giants uh -huh. and San Francisco Giants uh -huh. for the baseball. Uh, bears? Are there are bears? There is not a Bears. Oh, the Cubs uh, would be okay, the spin, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're both in Chicago, yeah. but different different uh -huh. stuff there. Okay. Um, so the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are one. Uh, Arizona Cardinals uh -huh. and St. Louis Cardinals. And they used to be, I think, um, I think they used to be St. Louis Cardinals um, for the football team, I think. St. Louis was Rams before moving to Los yeah. Angeles. Was it? I don't know the history. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So we've got two. I, I need yeah, two, two more. left. Yeah. That um, they share. Okay. Uh, 
Well, Cowboy, Cowboys are like a college. The yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're but not, this is this is pro. Okay. sharing with pros. And I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and help you out as much as I can. Um, but I think this is where you might get a little bit more challenge because I know that um, our hockey person on the team is Melissa. The other two are NHL. Right. That's what I figured. So two NHL teams yeah. that share names with NFL teams. All right. I don't know. Tell me. Okay, we've got the Jets again are making oh, it into this one. Okay. New York Jets and the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, never knew that. Um, and then the Panthers. Um, so the Florida Panthers yeah, are the yeah. hockey team, and the okay. Carolina Panthers yeah. are the NFL team. Okay. So, to to be honest, I had never heard of those hockey teams. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I am somewhat familiar with hockey teams because one of the greatest games of all time was NHL 1997 on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> so good. Love the Sega Such Genesis. Such a good game. Um, I was always the, the Penguins uh-huh. uh, whenever I played. So, um, all right, 12 teams have never won a Super Bowl. Mm. How many of them can you name? Okay. Jaguars, Dolphins. I mean, not the Dolphins. The, uh, the, the Lions. Lions. Okay. Uh, Never won a Super Bowl. Never won a Super Bowl. I can name all twelve of them. Wow. Um, wow. Um, I know those two. The uh, yeah, so you got the, the Jaguars and Lions. The Texans have not. Texans, they are the newest the, uh, franchise. The Panthers. Uh, they the win Panthers one? have not. Okay, so I got four. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. So you're a third of the way there. Third of the way there. All right. Uh, the Browns. Have never won oh, a Super yeah, yeah, Bowl. Okay. The Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. The Cardinals have never won a Super Bowl. I almost said them. Yeah, I should have kept going. The Titans, again local. The Falcons. Um, you said Panthers. Uh, the Bengals, mm. the Bills, and the Vikings. That's right. The Bills with the four straight appearances. That's heartbreaking, man. I know. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine four straight appearances, and uh, you just feel bad for them. Yep. They'll get there maybe one day. Um, so yeah, there we go. That was all the questions I had. Cool. Those were kind of hard, right. kind of hard to think about. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not the best trivia guy sometimes. So it depends on the topic. Depen- it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I don't find my identity in sports trivia. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, it is, is been fun to hang out with you today, Josh. And of course, with you guys who are, who are tuning, tuning in and we're grateful that you do. Um, We'll uh, encourage you to uh, tune in next week for part three of Living Life Backward. Um, And, of course, join us on Sunday morning for worship. And uh, we can't wait to see you then. We love you. We like you. you.